0: So today we we continue on our series on uh, Jesus eating with um, people. If you were in church last week, we might have uh, heard uh, Jepson and the week before Andy preaching on uh, Jesus eating uh, with a tax collector. And uh, last week Jepson preached on uh, Jesus feed 5,000 people. And we continue on this, and today we're going to see Jesus eating with Simon the leper. But before that, I wish to tell you a little story about food. (laughs) Most of of you know that I'm a chef. (laughs) And um, food is very important to everyone. And for me... I started my career at the age of seventeen and I did not even know how to cook. Not even can't make the difference between herbs. So then I started my career and during my career I come to know how to cook and I got the passion for cooking. I love cooking. I love create dishes. And uh, the thing is, the important thing for me is when I cook, people love it. And the, the thing is also that when you catch up with someone, you normally find a restaurant to invite that person for a meal. And for me, it looks like the people coming to the restaurant I work is—they catch up and love the meals. It's so wonderful. Even at home, you do barbecue um, with your friend. You gathered together, friends, family. It's so nice to gather together, together and find, share food and, and um, I don't know share memories, and that's what Jesus did he eat with everyone if you see in the bible jesus have eaten with a lot of people and he gathered he he share his his love with these people so food is very important for me and i think it's for you also isn't it <laughs> yes <laughs> okay so let's see i'm going to Preach on Jesus anointed at Bethany. So I'm going to read Matthew, Matthew twenty-six, verse six to thirteen, uh, ESV version. If you have your Bible with you, okay, it's here. Now, when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask. A very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done the beautiful things, thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me in always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, whether this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of me. My first point today is Simon the leper. Why? Who was Simon the leper? Can someone tell me? Sorry. Who was Simon the leper? Simon was a very a very common name in the New Testament. And at least eight men bearing that name appear in the Bible. Simon Peter was one of the, our Lord's closest companions in Matthew 10, 2. Simon the Zealot was another Jesus disciple. And Simon of Cyrene carried Christ's cross. Thus, Simon the leper was a label given to distinguish this Simon from many others. Simon in the Bible because although we don't know Simon the leper was healed by Jesus there is no way that he had leprosy at this point it is likely he was one of the many hundred people Jesus healed, I think it shows Jesus meeting and eating with all kind of different people he meets them and brings transformation in he meets with people, heals, restores, and transforms them. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. The Bible says, while we were dead in our transgression, he came for us and gave us life. That's what Jesus does. He meets us while we are from Him, far from him. He seeks us. Yes, Jesus seeks us. Jesus looks for us, he's here to transform us, but sometimes we don't hear, we don't go forward, we just like, stay in our own comfort, but he seeks us, he looks for us. He's here for us. Abby said it earlier, Jepson said it earlier, he's here for us so why we go away from him we should try we should try to find him find find, find his love so i think that when we look for Jesus, we, look for, we, we try to find His love. We try to find Him to heal every everything that in our life, like bothers, we struggling, anxiety, everything. I was sick and was looking for Jesus for my illness. And look at prayer, and my blood pressure comes down. In, in every situation, I think we should, we should look for Jesus. Pray and look for Him. My second point is the anointed of Jesus. Do you know, in the ancient time, there was only three group of people who were anointed. Can someone tell me one of it? There's three group of people. Yes. You're right. We have the prophets, the priests, and the king. The only three group of people who are allowed to get anointed. It's it's a spiritually prepared the person to the mission they will lead. And both were words Messiah in Hebrew and Christ in Greek means the anointed one. Yeah. Both words Messiah in Hebrew and Christ in Greek means the anointed one. Jesus was the anointed one. But we'll, we'll, we'll see through, through this how he could get anointed. In this passage, we have an amazing moment of worship and devotion to Jesus. She recognized Jesus as king, and she anointed the anointed one with oil. And what this woman did by pouring an alabaster flask of a very expensive perfume is an act of worship. Do you know that? It was an act of worship. She she shows her deepest affection and highest praise to Jesus. And do you know how much how much cost this perfume? Three hundred denarii. It's a wages of a whole year' wages of a, of a worker. And during that period, in Israel, there was a lot of poor people, and that's why. The disciples said we could have sold this perfume. Because I was thinking of how much it costs. It's the whole... flask the whole When you when you open it, you can use it again. You need to finish it. And 300 denarii is the whole wages. It's the wages of all your work of a simple worker in in Israel during that that time. So, this costs a lot. What this woman did is not only because she loved Jesus. In her act of devotion, she unknowingly prepared Jesus' body for being laid to rest in the tomb. It's an act of prophesying. She did not know, but she prepared Jesus before he got in the tomb. Already I noted, already um, prepared his body. So it's a act of it's a prophesy. It's it's for her. She don't know. She don't know what, what, what she's doing, but God Talk with her. The Holy Spirit sent her to do this action. And talking about action, you know, when I first started going to church, means I start my journey with Christ and I become Christian. The wonderful thing to me when I go to church is worship. I think this is the most thing you'd all like when, when Manuela is singing or, <laughs> or Abbey. So we, we try to come early to worship. But when I was reading John 4, verse 23 ESV, I read this. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. Then I begin begin to ask myself, does my worship hit the heart of God? Does my worship go beyond the ceiling or does my worship honor god this is this is a question I, I ask myself worship is not only singing no it's not only singing it's also a full life response Everything we do is an act and opportunity to worship God. In Romans 12, verse 1, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. True worship involves offering ourselves fully to God, not just our words and song, it includes our action. I'm sure, I'm sure most of you have done an action, but I don't think that this action, that we are worshipping God. Just think, what action have you done this week, and you think that you have worshipped God? can tell me. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I was saying, this week, you could have done an action which, you don't know, but it can be an action where you can when you have worship God because worship is not only singing, it's action. Have everyone did an action during this week? I tell you my one. It's not this week. It's my my action I've done is Serving at New Day. <laughs> serving at New Day, where all the kids was very happy to eat. And a few months ago, I was serving in Basildon for a weekend, a, a weekend away, for the youth again. And they were all delightful. They were happy. And this is an action. Because s- without knowing I'm worshiping God by serving the youth. The youth who is growing in Christ. You can, maybe this week or week before you have, helping your, your neighbors. Or helping someone on the bus. Or simply helping someone on the road. It could be. And, the other thing is there's a there's a eleven years goal in eleven years old girl in Mauritius which I am helping her learn about Jesus. This is also a act of worship. Any action you're doing, any action that help someone to do anything, help someone to, uh, to know Jesus, it's an act of worship. So, I'm sure, I'm sure you have done something this, this week. <laughs> worship is costly. We, we lay our lives down to worship Jesus. We use our possession to worship him our house our food our jobs our everything we use our body to worship him so everything you you got you got houses cars cause like i don't know your neighbor is sick you need to bring him to the hospital he calls you it's it's an act of worship Jesus said, "Truly, I say to you, whatever this gospel is proclaimed in the world, the whole world, what she has done will always be told in memory of her." Yes, what she did was wonderful. She took a three hundred denarii perfume. He broke it and spread it on the feet of Jesus. This act is
1: wonderful,
0: and I don't know if if you will do it with your husband when he came out from work, very tired, and uh, you will take your, I don't know, um, uh, what perfume is expensive? Uh, expensive perfume, I don't know. Uh, Chanel, I don't know. <laughs> Take your Chanel and <laughs> open it and put <laughs> make a massage on, on the feet of your of your husband. And your husband also, you can do it for your wife. Will you? Will you? No, I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think so. you're going to do it because you will think, oh, it's so expensive. But this lady, he didn't look the price. He did not care about the price because the love she has for Jesus is so, I don't know, massive, so wonderful that she breaks this 300 denary perfume and, and washed the feet of Jesus. Yes, we need to remember that. She worships Jesus and she, she does something like no one will do. Even nowadays, no one will, will do this thing with your husband or your wife. Maybe a little bit now, a little bit. No? 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 (laughs) Yeah. So, isn't it beautiful what you have done? Yeah? My last point is, how worship can offense others? Have you ever think about it? If your worship can offense someone, it's happened when you read when you read um, when you read the 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 verse in in Matthew when when the disciple said, "Why she's doing that? Why she's she's wasting a three hundred denarii?" It's It's a lack of offense for them. It's a lack of offense. Could it be that others don't understand your devotion to Jesus? Sometimes living in worship to Jesus causes friendships. Are Are you willing to lay them down? Sometimes it costs you relationships. Are you willing to lay them down? Sometimes it costs us respect. People think you are stupid, and unloving. Can you live with that as worship to Jesus? I remember we a few months ago we were in Malta. And uh, we were on the street praying for people. And we do have people who said no to us. We have good response. We do have we have good response. Some people accept to pray, but we also have met people who said no. I don't want. They don't want to hear the, the words of Jesus. link your life to Jesus, giving your soul to Jesus, costs you. Costs you relationship. Costs, costs you friendship. I myself have been, I experienced this. I usually post prayer on my Facebook And uh, one day, a friend of mine replied and said to me, What's wrong with you? Why are you posting all these things? Exactly what I'm saying. All these things. And uh, he said, Are you going to be a pastor? And then I replied to him. I said to him, I give my life, my soul to Jesus. And I will... Always praise him all my life until my last breath. You know what happened? This guy stopped following me. It cost me a friend, so. But I have the greatest friend who is exactly who is Jesus. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He will be always here for you. But worship him. Be with him. Jesus will help you in any ways, in any, any struggle you are, anything you are facing, he will be with you. I will I want to leave to leave you with one verse from Revelation a very famous verse so I will end with this because this this verse I like it and um I think everyone will can think about it after church in Revelation 3 verse 20 it says Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. Yeah. This is a promise of Jesus. He stands there as he did with Simon the leper. He knocked at his door and He let him in. Will you let Jesus in when he knocks at your door? He knocked every day at your door. Every day he knocked at your door. He said, let me in and eat with you. He promised to come in and that you will that you will eat with him, you will be his friend, you will be loved by him. It makes us you to be his friend, but it is, it is worth it because he is truly. Yes, Jesus is truly. He's the only one. He is truly and we believe in him and we love him. I love Jesus from the bottom of my head, my toe. I will always find my help in him because he helped me every time. He showed me how he helped me. When I was sick, when I was at New Day, uh, remember I, I said to you how my knees have been healed And this week also, my cousin forced me to take my blood pressure. And what happened? My blood pressure was high. So he's here. He's here for you. Just feel him. Just let him in because he's knocking at the door. Yes. So... I leave. I leave this to you. I leave it um, to you. Hear the knock on the door. Open your door and let Jesus in. Can I invite the? Thank you.